You're listening to a message from Christian Life Ministries in Coventry, a dynamic, growing church in the heart of the nation. We pray that God will speak to you through this word and impact your life for His glory. Wow, what a poignant little video and... uh... Well, I want to extend my welcome to you. So, so brilliant to have you here with us here at our second carol service. My name is Martin, married to Esther, who led the offering. We have the privilege of being the pastors in this great, diverse church in the center of Coventry. And we're so thrilled that you've made the effort. If you are uh, brand new, maybe you're just visiting with a friend, we're so thrilled to have you here today. Also, just want to bring a little update for CLM Church family uh, this morning Uh, we announced that Gabriel, our youth pastor, had been knocked off his bike on the ways due to preach and had been taken to hospital. We've heard he's home and he's doing well. So I know loads of people have been asking, how's Gabriel, how's Gabriel? So Gabriel's doing good. We understand all is well, but I do continue to pray for him and Precious. Well, here we are this evening and so many amazing different items and songs. I don't know if you're able to capture the the poignancy of the words and the, the readings and the videos. And where is it all pointing? Because it's all pointing in the same place. You know, a week ago, I was in the center of Coventry. Some of you, just give me a wave here in the room if you're from Coventry. And uh, okay, probably most of us. I know that maybe some of you not and maybe some online. I know we've got some friends from Colville and Northern Ireland tuning in right now. Um, in the center of Coventry is what called, is what, uh, it's called Broadgate, which is like our market square. It's our city center. This year at Christmas, in the center, there's a tree. There's a bit of a German market. And there's also this nativity scene, which I think we've got a picture of this uh, here. And there were these large figures. And last Sunday, I was in Broadgate, and I saw this for the first time. And I went over with the people that I was with. And there was what I assume was a mum and her little boy, who was probably four or five years old. And uh, he was looking up at these big figures, looking up at these three kings with their gifts and and the shepherds and some animals, and he was kind of taking it all in. And then his mum said to him, look, look at the manger, look at the manger. And the little boy wasn't very interested in the baby, he was interested in the big horse and, and the kings, but she was saying, look at them, she said, don't miss the manger. Uh, Jesus, this is Jesus. And then she started to unpack a little bit. And I was pretending to be doing my own thing, but I was totally tuned in, because as a Christian minister, I was intrigued as to what she was saying to her son, about this person, Jesus, and she began to tell her son about Jesus, the baby that became a man and how he lived his life. And she'd said, don't miss the manger. And I, thinking about what can I say for a few minutes here tonight, I thought, that's it. That's it. What I need to say tonight is don't miss the manger. In the middle of the busyness of the season, in the, in the middle of, of getting ready for your Christmas, whatever that might look like, even here tonight in the, the middle of music and atmosphere and mince pies, we can miss the manger. What I mean by that is not, not the crib or even just the baby, but this reason for everything else. The mother was saying these, these other players in this theater would not even be here if it wasn't for the baby. And I want to say everything else that is going on, it's only here because of Jesus. Let's not miss the manger. I know when a, when a baby is born, the baby's like the focal point. You know, as a, as a guy, I was like, congratulate dad and kind of give a, a kind of sensitive well done to mom. But really, you want to see the baby. 
And I remember going to a hospital uh, one time to visit a couple that I knew who'd, who'd had their firstborn. You know when some babies are born, they're really beautiful. And some others, like, need a few months to grow into their face. <laughs> you don't fall out with me. You know it's true, right? And, uh, and I turned up, and unfortunately, this newborn baby was in the latter category. And when I saw her, the dad said, isn't she beautiful? And I said, what's her name? And he said, Chloe. And I said, what a lovely name. That's what you need to do if you ever see one of those babies who just needs a bit of time to grow into their face. Jesus isn't the center at Christmas because he's cute or he's a baby. It's because of who he became, the savior of the world. In fact, the reality of this Christmas message that God himself came into our world in human form. This is the majesty and the miracle of the Christian message of who he is, that this Jesus lived a sinless life and, and went to die willingly on a cross, nailed to a cross to take on himself my sin and your sin, my shame and your shame, somehow to reconcile us to the God who had created us. This is the message of Christmas. I want to say today, don't miss the manger. Don't miss the manger in the busyness of all that is going on right now with, with COVID and, and the challenges of life. Don't miss the manger. Three thoughts. Firstly, don't miss the manger because you'll find peace there. You'll find the Prince of Peace. Jesus comes as a person of profound peace. He says, when he is grown as a, as a man, he says, my peace I give you, my peace I leave with you. Jesus is an imparter of peace. He is peace and he brings peace. He gives peace. He says elsewhere, come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I know life is hectic. I spoke to a doctor recently who was saying his understanding is that anxiety is at an all-time high in UK records right now. And I understand we've been through the most remarkable and for most of us difficult and challenging last 20 months or so getting on for two years. And in the midst of it, Jesus comes and offers peace. And we can receive that today if we don't miss the manger. A few years ago, I... I was due to travel on a ferry from, from Dover to Calais. Some of you will have made that journey over the English Channel. And when I got there, I found out, because it was utterly gridlocked, is that Dover had been closed down for 36 hours because there were gale force storms and it was absolutely crazy conditions. And I ended up going on the first ferry when they opened the port back up. But I want to tell you, the seas had not calmed down. They'd only calmed down just enough for it to be deemed safe. And I got on this ferry and the whole boat, it's like going on the high seas. And all these people had their different theories as to how to avoid being sick. Some people were saying just... Focus on something way in the distance. And other people saying, focus on the back of your hand. And grown men were lying on the floor groaning. And all of us were sick. And I remember like get a staggering off. You know what it's like when you go to bed and you're like, you're still like seasick. I got up the next morning. I had the daunting prospect of getting the ferry back. And it was crazy. I got to the port and it was like a mill pond. I couldn't understand how there could be such turbulence and then how there could be such peace. 
and we sail back in the calmest of waters like a lake. You know, life can be like that with so much turbulence, so much aggravation, so much challenge, so much difficulty. And in the midst of it, there is one who is utterly calm, who will bring peace. And I want to say to you, if you are in the midst of turbulence in your life, there is one. You'll, you'll see him pointed to in the manger, only he's not there. But don't miss him because he is the Prince of Peace. And you can know him if you open your heart to him. I want to say, don't miss the manger because... You'll find the truth there. All of us, we, we need and love authenticity, don't we? We need and love truth. This week has been uh, interesting in the news. Was it a Christmas party? Wasn't it a Christmas party? Dare we mention cheese and wine? Here's the reality. None of us like being lied to. Hello? None of us like being lied to. And, and yet we'll find in Jesus one who is utterly integrity personified who is true and who is truth, who if we find him and we shape our lives in response to his love, we will find who we were designed and created to be. We will come aligned to what is true, not only in the world, but in our design. Jesus is the truth. I don't know if you've ever told a little white lie or maybe a big, fat, massive lie. I remember going away on, I worked for a company and I was sent away on this residential training course for three days. And there were about, I don't know, 12, 13 of us away on this course. And I was the youngest amongst my colleagues who I didn't know very well. And I wanted to make a really good impression. And I got there on the first of these three days. And the guy who was leading this training, a consultant, he said, this is what we're going to do. Uh, we are going to introduce ourselves around this room today. And we're going to begin with something called one lie, two truths. And you're going to present three statements about yourself uh, one of which is true and two of which are not. You're going to present them as if they were all true and we are going to guess which one was true. And I was like, oh my days, I've not done this before and I felt a bit nervous. And I, and I jotted on my pad some things that were potentially plausible but weren't true. And before I was ready, he said, great, let's make a start. You go first. And he pointed at me. And I went, oh, hi, everyone. Hi, my name's Martin. And, and uh, hey, here's the three things about me that are true. And I glanced down at my pad and I I said, number one, I, I played badminton for my county when I was 14 years old. Uh, number two, uh, I, I've got a twin brother called Rob. And number three, uh, my parents were missionaries in Brazil uh, for the first 10 years of my life. And the moment I said that, I realized I'd read them all off my pad and not one of them was true. But no one, not wanting to appear stupid, I just kind of let this thing play out. And they talked among themselves and unanimously they agreed my parents had been missionaries in Brazil. And I just went, yeah, yeah, I see you got it. Next, someone else. Sorry, Lord. In Jesus we find truth. Don't miss the manger. You'll find what is true about life. His ways work. His ways are true. His life is true. We need truth in our life. He'll shine his light into our life and he'll show us what we need to know about ourselves. And lastly, don't miss the manger because you'll find eternal life there. At its core, this is what the Christmas message is all about. This prophecy that, that Rebecca read for us so beautifully at the start, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Who is giving a son? And the answer down the ages is God is. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him 
would not perish but would have eternal life. Don't miss the manger because there is the hope of the ages held out to you tonight, the hope of eternal life. At the age of 17, I, I prayed a prayer and became a Christian. I hadn't grown up in a religious or Christian family. But I came to understand that I could know this Jesus for myself today. And I want to tell you, if you never knew that, I want to tell you tonight, you can know him. He's not dead. He's alive. He's not in the manger. He grew up. He died on a cross for your sin and my sin. He rose from the dead and he ascended in bodily form alive and is in heaven. And you can come to know him by the power of the Holy Spirit. To not only know him and walk with him, to be in relationship with God now in this life but to know life with him and relationship with him for all eternity. The amazing news is you don't need a degree in theology to receive it. You just need one thing. It's not great understanding. It's not great background. It's just an open heart. An open heart to say, here I am, I need to get right with God. Just an open heart. Like the carol that we sung, our little town of Bethlehem, where meek, which means humble, where meek or humble souls will receive him still, the dear Christ enters in. And yes, in 2021, it's true, it's real. When I was 17 and I came to experience this, I took that step of faith by praying a prayer and I found that my life changed. I came to know the reality of God and you can know that too. And I want to offer out, before we finish our service today, a prayer that some, someone here might need to pray. I think we can put it on the screen. Here's the prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you for coming from heaven to earth. Thank you for dying on the cross for me, for taking my sin and my shame there. Please forgive me for the wrong things I have done. Please make me clean. I'll open my heart to you this Christmas. I say yes to you. Please come into my life by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for hearing my prayer. I want to give you a moment to think about this. In the moment the band are going to lead a song, I just invite us to remain seated. And as they sing this song, Emmanuel, which means God with us, just take a moment to consider if you need to pray a prayer like this. And then when they're done, I'm going to give you the opportunity to do that. To open your heart to God.